0: Welcome to Notebook, your guide to art, culture and tourism here in Tokyo and throughout Japan. I'm Stuart Munro and around this time each Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I'll be sharing local news and views. On today's episode, International Women's Day and Women and Film. But first, the stock market. Tokyo stocks including the broader topics index reached their highest value in more than 15 months following the end of China's recent zero Covid policy and the hope China's economy is finally on the road to recovery. Meanwhile, 32% of women in Japan are said to have considered switching jobs due to the gender gap at work. A survey conducted by the job site in Tinshoku Type also noted about 55% of women found themselves at a disadvantage in the workplace compared to men. As the pandemic in Japan subsides, its airlines are now looking to stoke domestic demand with cut-rate fares this spring. They're led by one-way tickets in April, priced as low as 6,500 yen, about 48 US dollars, by the Hokkaido-based airline Airdo. while Japan Airlines is said to be also planning something similar. All Nippon Airways sold cheapest tickets at the end of February, offering one-way flights during weekdays for as little as 7,000 yen, or 52 US dollars. While weekend flights went for just 10,000 yen, that's about 74 US dollars. And finally, a stage actress has accused a lawyer involved in fighting cases of sexual harassment of coercing the actress into having sex. That's according to a recent lawsuit filed with the Tokyo District Court. The 25-year-old actress filed the complaint against Izutaru Managi, a lawyer with the Daini Tokyo Bar Association on March 2nd. And according to the complaint, Malaki had previously represented the actress when she accused the stage director of a similar indiscretion in 2017, when she was still attending high school. With March 8th this year recognised as International Women's Day, we take a quick look at a season of films and documentaries being screened throughout March at the National Film Archive of Japan in Tokyo. Part 1 of Women Who Made Japanese Cinema charts the history of women in Japanese film from the silent era through to the 1960s. And aside from filling roles in film production, script writing, art, costume design, editing, hairdressing and script supervision, one unrecognised role is that of the female director. The hairdressing department, for example, was one of the few positions that might have paved the way to the director's chair. Female script supervisor Yoshiko Hayashi aided the films of Matsunosuke Inoue and during the golden age of pre-war cinema, Noriko Suzuki was a director of Nikatsu and Toho. Following the war, it was actresses turned directors like Kinio Tanaka and Yukon Mochizuki, screenwriters like Yoko Mizuki and Sumie Tanaka, the producer Takiko Mizui, the editor Yosuki Hada, the art director Shinobu Muraki and costume designers Hanai Mori and Etsuko Yagyu, who all added a female voice to Japanese cinema. And in part one of this project, the first of its kind at the archive, 81 works ranging from drama to documentary are being screened for the very first time all under the theme of films made by women. An early mention is the director Tazuko Sakane. She joined the Nekatsu studio in 1929, working as assistant to Kenji Mizuguchi. She directed Hatsu Sugata, the All New Clothing, from 1936, the first Japanese feature directed by a woman. The film was about a young geisha-to-be, and a young boy destined for Buddhist priesthood. But it failed at the box office, and she never directed feature films again. She did however remain close to Mizoguchi, editing his 1936 film Osaka Elegy, the story of a young office girl tired of exploitation at the hands of her boss, and awakened to her own independence. By 1942, she moved to China, and had joined the Manchuria Film Association, a studio responsible for wartime documentary propaganda. During four years at the studio, she made 14 films for both Japanese and Chinese viewers. Among these, Brides of the Frontier from 1943, is the only documentary known to still exist. It was also a film that sought to encourage young Japanese women to settle down in Manchuria's farm as farmers' wives, against the backdrop of a severe labour shortage in China. It served to carve out a utopia seemingly unaffected by war and a land where sexes were equal, both unimaginable in her own country. The season of films concludes sometimes in the 1960s, with Tomoko Fujiwara, who made a director debut in 1960 after moving from Shinriken Films to Nippon Eiga Shinsha. She returned to the director's chair in 1981, and since the 1990s has continued focusing on women's history. Matsui Jimbo, meanwhile, worked on puppet animation for education, from 1966 onwards, produced many award-winning films, including five which she wrote and directed in the early 1960s. These and many more be screened throughout this month until March 26th, some including Osaka Elegy, edited by Tazuko Sakane, Gates of Hell from 1953 featuring Miyoko Akayama as the film's archivist, and House of Shame from 1963, which featured Reiko Taikawa as the film's script supervisor, are also being screened with English subtitles. That's it for this episode of Notebook. Be sure to check in on Friday, March the 3rd. If you enjoyed this or any of the episodes so far this year, and throughout 2022, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or spread the word online. You can also email the Notebook team, notebook.podcast at gmail.com or even leave a voice message at speakpipe.com forward slash notebook with thoughts for future episodes. Until next time, though, thanks for listening. This has been Notebook.